Welcome to another episode of the Dave Stockbridge Podcast. Well, the sun is shining, the birds are singing. It's Dave from Real, and thanks so much for joining me on the podcast once again. And uh, joining me today is Matthew Norris. Thanks so much, Matt. Thank you. So, um, so the, the, there's been a whole lot going on, and this is why I wanted to bring Matt in because Matt's um, been doing a whole lot behind the scenes in terms of uh, pulling all of this. Uh, marketing material together, the podcast that you're listening to, a lot of the content that you see pop up on our Facebook pages, and so um, and and what you would have noticed is, a, I guess, a whole lot more activity with respect to what it is that we're doing on uh, Facebook in particular, um, and um, I, I guess it's really interesting over the last two or three months in particular to see how that's resonating with people. Um, and I know, Matt, you've been doing the same on your page and just uh, curious to find what your experience has been of it. Yeah, so I've been, I've been doing uh, similar sort of competitions as well, or experiencing with local businesses and just with gift cards. Um, and, and the latest one that I've uh, due to announce on Friday is my Kmart uh, gift card, which has added like 300 people to my page, which is crazy. Yeah, that, that's, that's fantastic. And and so, uh, so plug here. So if people want to, between now and Friday, they've got a chance they can win. All they've got to do is go into your Facebook page. That's uh, Matt Norris at Real... Uh, Matt Norris Real Estate Agents Group. Not Matt Norris Real Estate Agents Group. You type that all in there and, uh, and you're going to find Matt on there. Uh, joining on the competition. We're also running a competition at the moment at Indulge, uh, which is win a $100 gift voucher. So uh, for those people that don't yet like the Facebook page but have been listening to uh, the podcast, and if you do happen to live in Adelaide, because we know so many people listen, just not just in the state but around the world. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, that's right, in the Netherlands. <laughs> um, so... Um, yeah, so if you are in Adelaide, um, just certainly jump on there because there's chances to win all the time. And people often ask me, you know, why, why do you do the competitions, you know? And um, and the, the main reason from my end is to, so that we can grow our Facebook followership, um, reach a new audience. But uh, Facebook reads, the algorithm reads um, the engagement that our page is enjoying um, as a result of running these competitions. And so when it comes to um, our posts finding their way in front of more people for less, so that organic reach, uh, it works. But also from the other perspective of when we've got a property to sell, um, we can boost that ad much more affordably than if we uh, just, for instance, had a no followership, a really cold page that people weren't engaging with really regularly. So it's been interesting because I've noticed that there's been even people out there with bigger followerships than us, but not getting anywhere near the level of engagement. Um, and uh, so that's something that's a bit of a win for our clients at the moment, I think. Yeah, and I think too, like it's also um, with if you were to pay to get more followers on Facebook, you, you get more out of doing a competition, giving someone that's local a voucher for a local business and just giving Facebook another $100 as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree. And, and you know, great, great thing is there, everybody's a winner. Like you can run a competition. Um, somebody out there in your community is going to win. The business wins. So because we've been collaborating with the local businesses rather than uh, just giving away generic cards. Although those generic cards seem pretty popular as well. I think there's a Kmart one on the go now. Um, so you know, it, it, we we do really try to support our local businesses with it as well. And it's been funny because the feedback from people has been really, really positive because as they see us trying to support. Um, local businesses they um are they actually discovering businesses as well that they didn't know were there like uh, cyrus the barber that was a really good example the lady came in here and said oh yeah we'd never tried them before and you know now the boys have been there three or four times so great for that barber you know he's just opened up in a new location um and um and and you know i think our biggest competition to date though has been the v that's that proved to be huge and a lot of people found out about it 
they didn't know too much about it too. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really interesting, and um, yeah, I think over fifty thousand people were reached by that post, and and the V were booked out for months um, uh, down the track. So uh, I don't know we tried to book a table about three or four weeks after we run the competition, and we couldn't get a table, so it actually didn't work out for us. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you do happen to have a local business out there and you're looking to reach more people, we're always happy to collaborate with the competition. Um, if you perhaps don't have a huge social media following, well, this is something that can help you develop that, and um, uh, and also. You know, it's great for you, it's great for us, and it's great for the community. So um, please reach out um, to us um, by, by way of any of our socials or simply uh, jump on the phone. We're always um, happy to uh, talk with you about how we can grow both of our businesses and social media profile. Um, so a few things that are going along, uh, going on right now is um, we're, a lot of people might not know this, but we're located in the uh, Innovation Grid, which is a, a shared cohab office space, um, the only one of its kind in the northern suburbs. Uh, we've got about 900 so square metres. At the centre of that is the, the Zen Garden. Um, and it, we've only just launched it formally in the last week or two. Um, th so the signage has just gone on the on the fences just in the last week or so. And uh, the social media is just starting to uh, ramp up with that so uh, if you happen to have a business that's looking at getting out of your spare bedroom and into the marketplace well this might well pro provide a perfect opportunity for you to do so uh, it's about $265 a month that gets you soon to be released gig city internet so we're still on just a standard wi-fi at the moment but gig city is just around the corner which will give you hyper fast internet Tons better than, yeah, exactly right. This is what the defence industries are using. Um, so especially if you're in a um, in that innovation space, um, then this is going to be fantastic. So you get your own desk, you've got shared office meeting facilities, of course, um, all the amenities you'd expect of a state-of-the-art facility. And uh, you're part of a community here that's within a um, the very first commercial off-grid building on the planet so uh, not only is the concept of this cohab space in the northern suburbs innovative but the building itself that we're housed within uh, really is and, and tells a, a really strong story to um, uh, as well so uh, my um, my suggestion is once again just reach out to us if you do have a bed a, bed, a, a bedroom that's looking at getting out of your business if you got a, if you got a business that's looking at getting out of your spare bedroom getting it out of the shed and uh, taking it to the next level uh, then please reach out to us. We'd love to be able to help you with uh, the Innovation Grid. Uh, direct all your inquiries uh, directly to me. Um, so uh, we've just over um, recent times, we've uh, run some polls uh, on the Facebook page. Just get a bit, a bit of a feeling. You know, I, I think you know we take that position in real estate as being the experts and all-knowing. And and um, but there was a, it was really interesting. Some of this came up exactly as I thought it might, and other other results. Um, I, were a little bit of a surprise to me. So uh, I'll just set the stage. So we, we often get asked uh, questions about, you know, um, uh, it, well, it could be any number of things, but, you know, more recently, the um, Royal Commission, for instance, into brokers um, was, oh, sorry, into the banking, um, uh, the Banking Royal Commission was talking about how the, um, how basically, uh, they're going to squeeze the brokers out of business. And uh, there seemed to be a bit of a, a backlash online. And I just wondered to the extent that, you know, that was just people piling on um, with a bit of anti-bank uh, sentiment or whether that was actually talking to their experience. Now, I understand around just after over half the deals that are done, um, mortgages that are done in the country are done by brokers. Um, and it was interesting to see the results there. So 72% uh, of people would prefer to use a broker than to walk into a bank branch. Um, so, uh, you know... I, 
doesn't it? You know, um, you know, people used to really trust banks. You know, it wasn't that long ago, 25 years ago, you didn't have the option to go into a broker. And um, so for the brokers to build such a, a trusting relationship with the community, I mean, if the... If the uh, if the Liberal Party had 72% of the vote, I mean, that would be ecstatic. I mean, that, that's tremendous support uh, within the community. Another uh, little um, uh, poll that we ran was with respect to um, trees and whether people... Um, and I mean, you can perhaps speak to this because this, as, as the mayoral candidate in the City of Salisbury uh, elections, you, you spoke a bit about this, about trees and... Um, whether you know people should have the right to be able to remove troublesome trees uh, from their council verges or from their backyards or overhanging limbs that uh, may be putting people and property at risk. Um, so you know, uh, we would have you been surprised to see that 78% of people wanted to have more control over whether or not they could get rid of trees? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it's actually not more because that was one of the main uh, main election issues. Um, and one of the main areas I was kind of campaigning in at the very start was Parra Hills, and that's full of gum trees and full of trouble trees, and that was the number one issue, you know, falling onto people's roofs and all that sort of stuff and just causing damage. Um, I remember one of the residents was telling me there was a tree that was basically right up against the road, and um, it broke the road five or six times, but instead of cutting the tree down, the council just kept fixing the road. The tree had been removed. It's that one-off cost. They wouldn't have to, you know, all those ongoing expenses of removing the, of fixing the road five times. So I'm surprised the number's not higher, but it is definitely the result I expected, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I guess... I mean, I, I'm, I guess it was very similar to you. You know, I was really surprised. And, and I, you know, I heard stories um, of recently of the Salisbury Hotel looking to uh, remove a tree from their car park um, and it was going to cost $28,000 for them to, re to remove that, um, to create an extra car park. Um, and, uh, and the other thing is they couldn't keep the tree there because it was lifting up all the ash field and the footpaths around it and getting into the drains. And it was generally a pest. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it's, man, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one. I, I can certainly sympathise with those that want, want to regulate how quickly these trees come down, but it does definitely seem to me that the pendulum shifted too far in favour of... Um, perhaps the tree huggers a little um, there. So, um, uh, and especially as our recent experience of selling the property there at Four Olivia um, Street in Paralawi, that one had a, a big gum tree sitting out the front that was, was ugly, was lifting up the road. Um, moreover, you couldn't park a car in front of your house because you were going to get sap all over it. Um, it was, um, yeah, it was just an ugly looking tree too. Uh, but, you know, the, the Bendor... Um, wrote a letter to the council and the council said, well, actually, we're undertaking maintenance of trees in that area and that one's a troublesome one. We'll come out and have a look. And they identified it as one to remove. They did so, and I think it added 10 grand to the house yeah. uh, value for yeah, sure. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's a rather attractive house and it's been kind of hidden by this ugly old sappy gum tree, yeah. really really unsightly. Um, so, uh, so the last month or so, I've written a couple of times uh, on the pur purple brick situation, Matt. And, um, you know, it's been really interesting, um, the response that we've had from that. The uh, uh, the newsletter was really well read um, on the purple bricks. The, the podcast was uh, one of my um, biggest, most listened to. And, um, and then just uh, this week, I, I wrote another uh, blog on uh, purple bricks and the large-scale social media campaign on the weekend. Um, and it's really interesting because... Um, uh, I saw several strategies at play um, and it, uh, I don't think it 
worked for them. And the reason why is because I don't think it fixed the what they were hoping uh, to do. And that was, I don't think it repaired their credibility. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I think in the social space, you've got to be really careful with comments. And if you've got content that people that isn't resonating with people, or you've got a product that people want to complain about, and, and you delete those comments or you disable the comment section on the video, it starts to look a little bit silly for you when you've had, and I've got screen snaps of this, this from this morning, uh, 34,000 views, seven likes, and no comments. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. Um, especially given that Purple Bricks is the, probably the most controversial brand. I've, I have written, is it the most toxic brand? I'll leave that for people to decide for themselves. But the comments they weren't positive for by and large um there to to their credit uh, purple bricks did have some very good advocates on there obviously their sales people that were going into bat there's no doubt that there was a ton of agents on there just you know relishing the opportunity to to spew their guts about purple bricks to anybody that would listen and purple bricks you know you can see their social media team did a good job they'd they do a bit of facebook stalking <laughs> yeah oh they, they do that but they also they, they were stalking them so they're going through and having a look at their profile and seeing where they worked and saying and exposing them and uh, you would say that because you work at hard courts on the gold coast or something you know there, there was i saw that pop up a couple of times so they did fight back but i i think the barrage may have just become too much um also i think social media is such a hard thing to manage when you're a big corporate you know you really got to be hands-on and you know, one, one of the uh, their people sent me a message on the Monday because I made a comment in one of the videos and um, they they commented back, oh, you know, we I pulled away from the keyboard on the weekend. It's like you, you wouldn't, like I know being in my business, you know, I wouldn't go spend, say, a million dollars on a campaign and walk away from the keyboard. Like I'd be, you know, keeping an eye on that campaign. So, you know, they've kind of either outsourced that or they've, um, or either they're just not really kind of genuinely looking at social media as an engagement tool um, and just looking at it as a broadcasting one. And the, the content, the videos, were just the commercials that was on TV. So it wasn't specific, like they weren't videos specifically made for Facebook. They were just uploading the commercials. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't um, platform specific. And we talk about this a lot, like a video that we might have on YouTube, for for instance, might be completely different one that we'd use on video. And same with the TV commercial. You know, a TV commercial that goes to 30 seconds is not necessarily going to be the same 30 second content you deploy on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Um, it, it's um, and so and I guess again, you know, it's a big company. Uh, it's got it's a big corporate. It's got a lot of money to spend. Um, and um, Unlike most real estate companies, you know, even those that are in big brands, you know, for instance, the big franchise brands, the big four or five of those, they're still owned by, you know, the principals are everyday people from their community generally um, who um, are just running a small business, um, although they might be attached to a bigger brand. Um, and those guys, you know, none of us are spending our money like Purple Bricks is spending almost indiscriminately, $8 million on TV. Um, then oh God knows what this has cost them on the weekend um, and all on the advice of big um, media companies that will want to sell media space um, and don't seem to be sensitive to uh, exactly what is going on in, on those platforms right now. So I think that it was mis mishandled. I don't think it helped them with the with the credibility that the issue that they were seeking to um, nullify um, and uh, I, I, think, I, I think it's pretty much a disaster. Mm. 
And they had that guy off that uh, living room show too. Oh, the one that's not the vet. <laughs> yeah, the, the other guy. No, the not the good looking vet no, guy. No, no one knows his <laughs> name. It's just the other guy. <laughs> the other guy. Had a purple shirt on and everything, you know. Uh, nice. Well, you know, it is interesting. You know, they've gone for uh, almost like influencer marketing. Like they've gone for like a D-grade celebrity with like that... With the green screen. With the green screen in the back. <laughs> and the treadmill underneath. <laughs> <laughs> like you're walking down the street. So, so uh, Matthew, what also got you? At, um, I don't know because you know you 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 could, in an alternative universe, be the mayor of Salisbury. As a matter of fact, <laughs> well, actually, I got that letter. <laughs> <laughs> you did get the letter from the city of Salisbury inviting you to uh, the. What was it? The mayoral breakfast. Yeah, it was uh, inviting me to the mayor's breakfast. That wasn't my breakfast, but I was addressed as Mayor Matthew Norris. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's great. <laughs> I've got a copy of that on my desk too. Um, so, this is what's popped up in the Northern Messenger this week, and it's uh, the Playford Council having a, a toxic environment. So Mal, Mal Hamling certainly he, he's stepped down, and he was certainly one of the central figures in um, City of Playford's recent construction boom, um, and uh, I guess that was there their stimulus package, their response to the um, Holdens uh, vacating um, the, the local plant. Um, and so, you know, there's a, a big issue there. They're talking about a, a, a bullying culture to, within council. Is that something that, that surprises you? or? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I suppose with when, when, you know, I was running for mayor and hearing stuff from people about the City of Salisbury Council, it was more of a... Um, a, a, a stagnant sort of council that didn't really want to go anywhere, and the only thing that that really they really did to kind of push themselves into you know well a new era if it was with me, but um, <laughs> you know was was the city hub and and just spending that that huge amount of money on one building and leaving the rest of the street looking 25 years older. It just seems like it's no one really knows what direction they're going in at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's been really interesting, the feedback about that, especially as that um, community hub building there on the corner of Church Street and John Street um, takes shape. And it's an enormous building. It's an enormous building. And I think you now people are kind of realising it's shadowing a, the rest of the street. And, yeah, it's maybe it's out of context. Like a, like a small town, like a, you know, like a main street of a country town almost looking like with all the little shops and stuff to just having this massive big corporate building in the middle of nowhere it just looks really out of place too yeah yeah and it's not it doesn't look to be it looks to be a big version of the mental health hospital like in terms of design it doesn't look particularly inspiring either it's uh yeah it, it could be completely out of context so um and you know i hope the council's got big plans to get that other corner site sold to somebody quick who's going to build something substantial there yeah. um talking about the salisbury council so they, they've um just recently had a loss where audi have uh, come out the big winners um after an appeal process where the um the the council had knocked on the head the construction of the audi uh, adjacent the mcdonald's there on park terrace um and there's a beautiful old bungalow uh, that's located there as well which a lot of people lament um the loss of um which um but uh, yeah the, the, this will be um a massive site um and uh, 2000 uh, sorry 7326 square meter site uh, overall um, across the road from McDonald's, mm -hmm. 1,782 square metres under cover. So it's a, it's a big, that's, a, that's about half an acre under cover um, for one supermarket. So, um, massive. yeah, it is massive. And it looks like the city of Salisbury fought it all the way too. So uh, I, would, I can understand there being some traffic conge uh, congestion issues. That can be a busy stretch of the road regardless, just yeah. depending on when the train's coming by. Yeah. So, um, but... Uh, 
but I, see, I guess the big news there is that Audi is coming to Salisbury. Um, so another one there. So um, yeah, so some so very interesting local news with um, uh, that, and very interesting what's going on at the the city of Playford, which um, uh, I, I just hope that uh, this. Um, this growth and this expansion uh, of uh, services and infrastructure and uh, really just a replacement of um, what I, I guess realising the promise that Elizabeth had as a satellite city of Adelaide in the post-war era, post era it'd be wonderful to see that that momentum continue and I hope now with what's going on there that it doesn't slow down because mm. there is talk of the ice arena um, now not going ahead as well yeah, um, yeah. certainly th those the, the agreement said they're seeking to renegotiate that or that won't go ahead. So maybe this is somewhat of a dismantling of uh, Mal Hamling's legacy uh, now that he's um, vacated the top job. And uh, uh, yeah, so we, we just hope to, to see the city of Playford continue with their, their strong plans for the future because I think it's needed now more than ever. Um, so um, I guess finally, Matt, you've been concentrating a lot in terms of your real estate endeavours around Newport, um, we were talking before that you know the general feeling from your end is is that that might be the best value real estate in the country right now. Yeah, and it still is definitely. Yeah, and what what brings you to think that? Well, uh, nowhere else really in the country can you get something that's like we sold in a townhouse there, for example, for four hundred twenty thousand three bedroom townhouse. Um, I think they're about ten years old. Um, minutes away from Semaphore, minutes away from the city. Um, you're in the perfect spot there. Um, if you went to Melbourne or Sydney, I mean, you'd be paying it well over a million dollars for something like that. Mm. And here in Adelaide, you know, you're paying four twenty, and, and and with all that whole area, um, you get access to a pool and a gym, so you're saving on memberships and stuff there. And the whole area is maintained all year round. Um, across the river, you've got Port Adelaide, so you're really in the epicenter of of everything that you could ever want or need. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that through through that area how it, the the streetscapes changed quite dramatically over the last ten years through the older um, Port Adelaide area and the Hart Street Mill precinct now is is quite the entertainment hub and uh, cultural hub, uh, fantastic playgrounds there on the on the wharfs which lights up uh, in the evening time. So if you are at Newport and happen to be fortunate enough to be have a view of it, it is a beautiful view now. Um, and of course, in between you've got the 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 river, the Port River rolling there through and um, dolphins bobbing up and down and, and uh, playing uh, for your attention during the course of uh, the day. It's a, it is a beautiful part and a much underrated part of Adelaide. And I think you, you talk to people there that's paid well over a million dollars for a property or, or like that one you were referring to before at, um, at the townhouse, you know, sold for 420, but the person paid 750 for it. And I think now the, the market's maybe found its bottom. And it's um, over the last probably 18 months to, to 36 months, uh, I think it's probably, uh, it's hit the bottom and it's started to rebound. And um, as people identify with, the, with what you just said before, that you know, it's so close to everything, it can't stay this cheap for that much longer. It's a crazy, it's a crazy rental area too. Like 78% of people that live there are like a renting. Right. So if you wanted to buy something and rent it out, like it's, it's a perfect place for it. Yeah. Um, and you've been you're talking to a lady who's got an Airbnb there, for instance. Yeah. Um, uh, there's owner occupiers, um, and I understand you've got a couple of new releases popping up very, very shortly yeah. as well. Um, so um, yeah, so it, it, I, I genuinely feel that that's maybe some of the best value property. It's certainly one of the few places uh, in metropolitan Adelaide. Well, 
the only one that I can think of that in the last 10 years has almost gone halved its value. I mean, that's just in- incredible. Um, and it hasn't really, it's going to come back a little, you know, um, so spectacular value and a great place for anybody who's looking to get a seaside lifestyle. Now, the strata fees in the apartment complex are higher than usual, you know, they're granted. Um, but those townhouses on the outside, they're torrent they're title. Yeah. And they've, um, although you still get access to the gym and the sauna and um, the swimming pool and all of that um, for a really low fee, I think it's like a 130 odd. 130 odd a quarter, yeah, just spectacular. Um, so cheaper than the gym membership, and you get a swimming pool and a spa, and all that's maintained by somebody else. And everyone does their lawns and all your, your gardening as well. All the gardening in the common space, it always looks beautiful through there. Um, so you get all, all of that done. Um, uh, yeah, uh, what, what fantastic value. Um, I don't know if the secret's completely out there yet, but I know that you're, you're, you're doing your bit to get the, get the word out there. So, um, so there's our real estate hot tip. Um, for this week, you know, if you are considering a move and, and it's a bit of a sea change, then and you're looking to stay within the metropolitan area, you, you, there, there are a few better value options um, unless you're going to go right into a regional area somewhere. And even then, I don't know. Um, you know, um, I was out at Ardrossan just recently and it was still uh, $200,000 for a block of land. I mean, once again, you know, you're selling those for 420 and they're right on the Port River. Yeah. You know, uh, less than a kilometre away, a short stroll to the Semaphore Road precinct. I mean, it's just spectacular value. So, um, yeah, that's our red hot tip for this week. You get on to it whilst you still can afford to. Um, so I'm Dave from Real. And I'm Matt. And uh, we'll look forward to joining you again on the podcast very soon. Thanks for tuning in again to this episode of the Dave Stoverage Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on iTunes and we look forward to bringing you more next week.